Hey guys, and welcome back to the Apostolic Spark, or should I say the Spark Explained series. Anyways, I want to welcome each and every one of you back to the Apostolic Spark to our newest episode. And today, this is the start of a new series, as I just said, Spark Explained, which essentially will just be me, Ty, taking a topic and diving in deep to it uh, in terms of what it is, in terms of what the Bible says about it, in terms of quotes from other people. So I hope you guys enjoy this new series. Again, it's Spark Explained, and I want to thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you guys in a second. What is music? Music being defined, because, you know, I had to look it up in the dictionary. It says that it's art concerned with combining vocal or instrumental sounds for the beauty of form or emotional expression. That is what it says, emotional expression towards the end of that. Well, my personal definition, I'm going to throw that out there because I am going to read these quotes. I'm going to look them over, kind of dive into deep to them and what the Bible says about music and just kind of change my definition as we go along because you know what other people say can give you more insight on new and different ways and different perspectives of looking at music and we're going to be answering today the question what is music well my definition of music is pretty much combining the use of musical instruments such as piano drums bass guitar or various other instruments using vocals or not using vocals to create a song that explains the way you feel in a way that you wouldn't be able to put it into words. So I hope that you take the dictionary's definition of it because mine just doesn't make sense. And so we're gonna dive into a few quotes about what, some few, what a few people have said what music is. So I'm gonna reiterate that first definition so you guys hear that correctly, music. Art concerned with combining vocal or instrumental sounds for the beauty of form or emotional expression. That's what the dictionary says. Mine's too long to even make sense. Anyways, um, author Victor Hugo wrote that music expresses, expresses, I can't speak, expresses that which cannot be put into words and that which cannot remain silent. That's an interesting way of putting music. You know, if you think about it, because if he's saying it's that which cannot be put into words, that ties right back into the definition of it being a an emotional expression, because it, sometimes it's hard for us to display our emotions. So anyways, let's move on before we start changing anything. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, that my man's name. Anyways, he described it as the universal language of mankind. That's a way to put it, I guess. It's a universal language because music does cross borders. You know, a lot of people from across the world will know Beyonce or uh, or uh, Jay-Z. I'm trying to think of people that like I listened to when I was younger um, because, you know, obviously I, my music has changed. But there is even uh, uh, 
Spanish versions of elevation worship uh, songs. There's, uh, there's you know, different versions. Now, not just Spanish, obviously, but in different ways of singing it. But music is so universal that people can take a piece by Beethoven and maybe they grew up in Spain and they can play it out there. Why am I just sticking on the Spanish end of it? Anyways, uh, but they can take it from Spain and transcribe it or, or convert it or whatever. You know, I'm not a big music guy, so I don't understand how that works. I just know that you can look at sheet music and you can play it. But anyways, they can take it and add their own own um, kind of cultural spice to it. I don't know. I am terrible at saying this right now. But anyways, I understand that quote by it being the universal language of mankind, which meaning we can all take it, listen to it and, and digest it in a different way, understand it in a different light, you know, because for some people, you might say Purple Heart in a song. And you might be referring to you having a bruised heart, you know, of you going through a breakup or something emotionally traumatizing happened to you. And someone else could hear it and think of the actual metal, you know, given to U.S. veterans that were wounded or, you know, uh, I don't know the whole details of that. I should probably look that up. I need to know that more. Um, but they could view it as that instead of you saying that you are emotionally hurt. But let's move on to another quote by a man by the name of John Coltrane. I, I hope I said that right. I, I hope I said that, I can't read. Um, my music is the spiritual expression of what I am, my faith, my knowledge, my being. When you begin to see the possibilities of music, your desire to do something really good for people, to help humanity free itself from its hangups, I wanna speak to their souls. I like that. Honestly, because it's it's a little bit bigger than uh, a description of what music really is. But when you think about it, you know, for people of of like faith, you know, we sing songs in praise and in worship unto God that that is that is expressing our faith in a spiritual connotation uh, in a spiritual way because we worship to it we sing to it and we sing praises unto God you know when we sing how great is our God or amazing grace or you know we talk about and praise God uh, but it also could display your knowledge of something of a particular subject there are songs that were written to inspire change in the world to inspire change in everyone so yeah, there were songs that were written for inspiring change, for inspiring people to do something, a call to action. So I understand that of it being a spiritual expression of what I am or my faith or my knowledge or my being and him talking about how he wants to help humanity from its hangups through through music. You know, music does make you feel good sometimes. It makes you feel a lot better. Let's move on to Beethoven. Because, you know, you might want to know what a man who is very, very well known for music, uh, for composing music and amazing pieces that have lasted for generations, what he thinks about music. What he said kind of changed my mindset on all of those things because I, I really didn't see music this way. So I'm going to read it to you guys. Music is a higher revelation than all wisdom and philosophy. It made me think when he said it's a higher revelation, because when you think of a revelation, you think of, uh, I want to say an aha moment, but a revelation is more than that. It's something being revealed unto you. It's something that you didn't know before. It's like coming to the revelation that Jesus Christ 
is God coming to the fact that it's not like a trinity. I, I hope I didn't offend anybody. I'm sorry. It's just facts. It's truth. Uh, you know, Deuteronomy 6, 4, you, you know, look it up. It's it's there. One God. All right. They, they never said that it's three. I don't want to get into this argument. Forget it. Anyways, but he says that it's a higher revelation than all wisdom and philosophy. So there are people who have said incredible things and have had these amazing quotes. And you can say so many things with words, but you cannot say those things in music. If I say I want to be the spark, that sounds a lot better in music if I sing it out, if I if I play it out or, or you know, if I put it into a song, it's a lot more appealing because music kind of gets us moving, it gets us grooving, gets us, you know, going. We got another quote from Charlie Parker. I really actually really, really love this quote because it is it is more lengthy. I'm a person that likes longer quotes because it allows me to have more context to understand it. I'm sorry that I'm the opposite way when I'm speaking, but anyways, we move. Music is your own experience, your own thoughts, your wisdom. If you don't live it, it won't come out of your horn. They teach you there's a boundary line in music. But man, there's no boundary line to art. Now, Charlie Parker was a musician. I don't want to dive in deep to it. Uh, you can look him up. Really incredible man. Uh, but this quote really hit me because when you're writing a song, you know, to my knowledge, you're not going to write something that you haven't gone through. You know, you're not going to write something that you don't live in. Now, if you do, it's probably not going to come out great because of the fact that you don't have any emotional tie to it. You don't have any emotional experience to it. It's why songs like um, How Great Is Our God hit us because obviously, you know, when we sing it, we understand the greatness of God. We understand how awesome God is and it affects us. It's an emotional experience. The same for the artist. The artist is going through an emotional experience in that time. They're letting opinions out. Like the one who wrote Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. You know, you can read the lyrics and you can just read them and you can kind of already feel what the artist is going through. But once you put music behind it, once you put some sound behind it, you know, even if it's just a simple instrumental, but you put something behind it that can kind of get us moving, get it behind it, the message comes across a lot easier. The message comes across a lot better for us to understand and for our minds to focus on and be captivated by. There's one more quote. I was actually watching a video that I heard this from. I do not know who the person was, but the video, um, basically, in the video, this person said, music offers a record of history and human experience that words and images cannot explain. That, that is one way to put music. Now, this is one of our last quotes before I go back into mine. But basically, what they're saying there is it offers history. It offers human experience that we cannot explain using words or pictures or anything like that you know you see those this is a terrible analogy anyways you see commercials where they're trying to get you to remember a product or remember a brand and they put a little jingle behind it that is very catchy for you to understand and so every time you hear that it brings your mind back to that 
that commercial, that experience, whatever, you know, whatever it was at that time that you remember that jingle from. You remember the happy birthday song because they sing it at happy birthday parties. Happy birthday party, really? Happy birthday party? Birthday parties. They sing it at birthday parties. Anyways, but music, it has pretty much transcended time. It's been all throughout human history. If we're being honest with each other, if you think about it, you go all the way back, they had music. Even though it was saying that there was music theory, but they had their chants. They had, you know, the Israelites who would have praise go forth. The Levites would come out and have praise go forth and worship. They, you know, they would praise God before the battles even started so we can pray and worship, praise and worship until the battle is one music is very influential to us a lot of us will listen to hours and hours of music to get through work to get through studying to get through whatever you know music we hear it everywhere it's just something that is all throughout society used to help people and sometimes to hurt people you know some songs can display negative messages in that but i will talk about that later anyways there's another quote actually this is an entire thing i I really liked how they said it it's uh gmu gmu gmu.edu slash world history um they had a a, a, an amazing way of writing this This is actually the last last quote i know i said it was the last quote but this is the last quote anyways we move we must always respect the fact that for many people music is just music it acts on them in ways that are personal and individual I hope I pronounced this word right. Yet, ethnomusicologist, I'm sorry, ethnomusicologist, ethnomusicologist. Anyways, the people that are really good at, at that stuff, anyways, have found that music is often implicated or repurposed for different ideas and agendas beyond its original conception. For example, Richard Wagner's music was used by Nazis to express notions of Aryan supremacy in Germany. Music has been used to strengthen the power of governments, sell cars, foment revolution, and convert souls to a particular religion. Music does not just act as a mirror of the culture that created it. It performs that culture. That very last portion of it says... Music does not act as a mirror of the culture that created it. It performs that culture. That's an interesting point to think about when you would think that music coming from a particular culture would display that culture, but it performs it outwardly. This is why we have celebrations and we play music. This is why the 4th of July, you'll probably hear songs like God Bless America playing you know, throughout it because it's part of the theme. You'll hear songs... Uh, celebrating that all those years ago, back in 1776 or, you know, in the 1700s, um, that the United States, before it was the United States, when it was the original 13 colonies, fought and won their freedom against Great Britain. Or, you know, you have, well, mainly the U.S. celebrates Cinco de Mayo. But anyways, for Cinco de Mayo, you might have people that play music that has a similar theme to it to remember or celebrate. That is a terrible example, if I'm going to be honest. I am so terrible at examples. Please don't say Scratch that one. Anyways, we move. So let's get to my quotes. Now, when it comes to my quotes, I just kind of wanted to think about what 
music really does for me. You know, why do I listen to music? You know, why do you listen to music when you think about it? The why. I am talking about the reason why I listen to music personally. I listen to music for inspiration and projects. I love having some soft piano playing in the background or even some lo-fi. We brought it up. I like lo-fi for studying and doing some work. Um, I listen to music when I want to have some more energy, some more oomph. I'll listen to some more upbeat music to get me going, you know, if I'm going through like uh, a tough like workout, tough workout. That's a weird way to say that. Anyways, if I'm doing like a lot of work, you know, in essence, if I'm moving stuff uh, from one house to the other, or if I'm helping somebody move stuff, or if I'm just out on a run, or if I'm playing basketball for a good two, three, four, five hours, or if I'm just practicing by myself playing basketball for an hour, I like music because it allows me to have that extra oomph. Um, I also listen to music a lot because I'm that person that loves to sing, but I love to sing kind of by myself in the car and have fun. But anyways, I'm that person that just really likes hearing different kinds of musics, but specifically different kinds of vocals, different kinds of singers, because I'm that person that gets super excited when somebody just like comes out and they just like nail every single note and they reach for the stars and they get to the stars and they do something insane but also i'm a simple person i i like sometimes when people don't do that much but mostly i do like when people sing and give a lot of effort and a lot of push and a lot of press into it like if i were to sing amazing grace and go amazing grace how sweet the sound there's no energy to that there's no drive to that if i come out and i say amazing grace like i'm putting more effort into that i'm putting more energy into that i like that when people do that because it shows effort it shows desire that and, and it shows the energy and it gives me that emotional drive that we all look for in music which is why we run to sad music when we're sad and we run to happy music when we're happy at the most simplest explanation and for me music crosses cultural barriers you know like if you go back to World War One, and they talk about that Christmas Day celebration that they had, the ceasefire that happened. Obviously, uh, if you don't know, basically British and German troops were fighting each other, and essentially it was like Christmas Day, and no one fired a shot. And as as some accounts have said, you could hear some people singing some Christmas music. And so whichever side did it first, some people say the Germans, some people say the British. I feel like it was both. But anyways, from them singing those songs, they were able to get together and play football and forever have for the Germans having bragging rights. You can look it up. Apparently they won that that football match or soccer, you know. They won that match, and I believe that the score was 4-2. Don't quote me on that. It might have been 1-2. But anyways, it says that the Germans won. I don't know. But thinking about it, it was all the way back in, like, the 1910s, and they still have bragging rights to this day. It's kind of sick. But anyways, it bridged a barrier. Like, they may have had a language barrier. Maybe some of the British understood German, and maybe some of the Germans understood English. But for the large part, I don't think there was a lot of people that knew two languages at that point of time. I could be wrong. I'm not a huge, like, 
cultural buff at you know as far as that period of time i know the history but i don't know that much of the history in that particular period you know from the 1910s to the 1920s i know like some of the 30s i know that the women's suffrage thing was going on in the 20s but anyways that's besides the point i went a little longer than i wanted to so i kind of want to get into what the bible says about music which is why i'm saying that this will be a series um, but what does the Bible say about music? So in Psalms 95 verse 1, it says, Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. You know, in that verse, it's just talking about singing out unto God, singing um, for joy. And it gives you the reason because he is the rock of our salvation. He's the reason why we have salvation. Ephesians Chapter 5, verse 19. I hate to wrap this up so fast, but I'm just going to try to get these scriptures out. Speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Now, in Ephesians 5, 9, you can hear him say, make music from, the, from your heart to the Lord. So it's another example of an emotional experience and an experience of saying, God, I surrender to you. God, I give everything to you. God, I thank you for what you've done and for what you have done so far. And I praise you for that. And they sang a new song. This is Revelation chapter 14, verse 3 and 4. And they sang a new song before the throne. And before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn the song except the 1,444,000, I hope I said that, who had been redeemed from the earth. And these are those who did not defile themselves with women, for they remained virgins, and they followed the Lamb wherever he goes, and they purchased from among mankind and offered as first fruits to God and the Lamb. Anyways, it talks about how they sang a new song. Forget the rest of that. I don't even know why I read verse 4. But it says that they sang a new song before the throne. They sang unto God. And you notice that in the Bible, music has been used to praise God for how great he is. You know, that's how music coincides with us. But anyways, I hate to wrap this up so soon. But this has been Music Explained. I know I've kind of took a real quick dive from the quotes and then my quotes into the scriptures. But don't worry, I have a ton of more notes that I've written down. But one of the things I do want to say is that it is very important to music that you listen to because there are messages behind it. So I want to thank you guys for listening and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.